Welcome to the IEEE Big Data Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. Professor Sorrel Reisman and Professor Sheikh Iqbal Ahmed, our two industry experts, continue an animated conversation from IEEE CompSec 2017 in Turin, Italy. Furthering our discussion from part one of this special two-part series, the two experts share meaningful insights on disruptive technologies, big data, ethics, and use of data, along with next year's IEEE CompSec 2018 theme. Professor Sorrel Reisman chairs the Standing Committee for the IEEE Computer Society Signature Conference on Computers, Software, and Applications, also known as CompSec. He also serves as a tenured professor of Information Systems in the Department of Information Systems and Decision Sciences in the Mihalo College of Business and Economics at California State University, Fullerton, and as Managing Director of Multimedia Educational Resource for Learning and Online Teaching a project of the Cal State University Chancellor's Office. We also have Professor Sheikh Iqbal Ahmed, who chairs the CompSec Steering Committee and serves as a Professor of Computer Science and Director of the UbiComp Research Laboratory at Marquette University. Uh, so I mentioned that you know, technology is advancing. If you consider the drone technology, you know, just think about it. When you say drone, we could not think of a small drone. Right now, you know, for even simple things, for advertisement, for selling a home, well, small, I, I, have, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. Back in the early 80s, um, I met somebody uh, who I used to play tennis with, and he worked in a top secret area of, of, of for the Air Force. He's a civilian, but he worked for a manufacturing company doing work for the Air Force. And they had drones the same size as we have today for surveillance, not for firing bombs, mm -hmm. not for doing things in. So again, it, the technology is smaller, cheaper, etc. There are there are actually some standards evolving. Mm -hmm. So the drone thing is is just more of what started. How many years ago was that? Forty years ago, mm -hmm. at least forty years ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the at the consumer level when you give something some technology to the consumer, you know, then what happens? For example, the smartphone. You know, if you consider the smartphone, just ten years ago, the you know the, those phones we we thought okay, now everybody has a smartphone, and that is what you have more calculation. You are giving to the consumer new uses, new type of applications are coming up, you know, and obviously that has ethical and social impact, you know? Yeah, but, you know, right, right, right. And, and how we, what's popularized that, even cell phones and, or whatever, mobile phones, have been around a long, long time. I'm not talking walkie-talkies. <coughs> Consumer-level uh, phones that were as big as the filing cabinet over there, but still, what's really caused them to become popular? Is standards, even though there are about four standards. Well, not really, but there are the standards. Uh, the cost also is a big thing, right? Well, standards can bring the cost down well, because right. you can do mass mass production, and the per unit cost comes down when you're making, I don't know, 40 million phones. Mm -hmm. You're making five phones, and you have to amortize the capital cost over five phones. Pretty expensive phone. Mm -hmm. Same with the drone. Mm -hmm. uh, what I feel is that it's coming back, but you know, uh, because of those, you know, new techniques and other things, that applications and other things are right there is coming up. But you know, how researchers us, like us can, uh, you know, can really help to uh, bring it to the people. You know, so usually researchers are five, ten years ahead. You know? I do want to comment on something you said that I agree a hundred percent with, 
and, and there's an observation I, I think I, I've shared with others, and that is sort of the, um, the cross-disciplinary disciplinary work now that's going on in the computer area. Uh, five years ago, well, when, when I went into academia, for example, uh, the, the kinds of acceptable research was very, very specific. It was information systems and operating systems and middleware and, and that sort of thing. And it, it was very precise and not interdisciplinary. Interdisciplinary stuff was not even looked upon. It was almost frowned upon in academia. Well, that's changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking about this earlier. Um, the kinds of research you're doing, um, it, it, it's not pure technology anymore. It's more application level. Mm -hmm. And same with me, same with me. When my own departments were, was, wouldn't have been acceptable 20 years ago. Now, when I look at the kinds of things that uh, my colleagues are, are, are doing, it's all interdisciplinary. One of the things will come into picture, which already started, uh, is like uh, input from the community. So what I say by the community, for example, if you consider a medical area, you know, Hispanic community have that one type, African American one type in terms of disease and everything. So if you, when you can uh, involve the community, you may get new challenges which researcher can address. So that's one of the thing I, 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 I think as an input in future, the community level input. Uh, may change the applications, the domain, even the behavior, you know, energy and everything, all those uh, comes into picture. So as input from the community. Right. Where, where I said earlier that uh, many years ago we looked at two variables. Today there are many, many more variables, including the ones you're talking about that we couldn't even consider many years ago. Variables that come out of intercultural uh, relations where we're trying to apply the technology. So we have many new things that we are, have to look at, and today we're able to look at using technology. Well, we have a theme already um, that it has to, has to do, implies, uh, it's on the back of our current proceedings, and it will be on our new website when it comes out in a few weeks. And it's called uh, Staying Smart in a Smartening World. I wrote the text, but um, the text, the ideas came from a, a sort of a brainstorming session we had in Hong Kong last March, where there were real brains in the room who were talking about the future and, and et cetera. So um, I was mostly a transcriber of, of this. Thing is that these are not discrete things. I think we did IoT last year, didn't mm. we? Mm. IoT last year, autonomy this year, getting smart in a smartening world, staying smart. These are all on a continuum. Uh, they're not discrete. And so I, I, I think this will continue, this trend will continue. Uh, machine probably would make up. If you think about autonomy, uh, we think about cars. And that's a whole other discussion. But it's not just cars. We have, it's really robotics, mm -hmm. uh, one instance of which is a car. Mm -hmm. But then you have all kinds of other, and it's not just robots that walk into the room and bring you a glass of water. It's medical robotics, it's manufacturing robotics, etc. And then there are all the social implications that come from, from that. Maybe that could be a that would be a theme in a couple of years, I don't know. But it's these things are all related. We're all on some kind of trend line and they're not discrete trend lines. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to our interview with Dr. Sorrel Reisman and Dr. Sheikh Iqbal Ahmed. 
which is part two of our two-part series. Discover more about the IEEE Big Data Initiative and listen to other podcasts in this series by visiting our web portal at bigdata.ieee.org.